Hey guys, this is Josh. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Movement Youth. For now, let's head to this week's message at Collective, which is every Wednesday night at 645. Hey, turn to your neighbor real quick and just say, Merry Christmas. It feels, I don't know if it felt like Christmas before, but it definitely does now. Hey guys, this has been a really fun year in Westside Youth's ministry and movement youth. This has been a whole lot of fun. I want to especially thank a very special group of people, our student serve team. And maybe you know exactly who I'm talking about. Maybe you don't know who that is at all, but they're the folks that make collective happen. They're in the band. They're our MCs. They're the photographers. They're doing everything to help us build our social media. They are running the booth right now, and they're some really, really fantastic people. Can you give it up for all of our student serve people? They are wearing these uh, beautiful lanyards so you know who they are. And uh, we wanted to do something different this year. We wanted to honor somebody that we really feel like they just went above and beyond. They went uh, above the call of duty, and they were just demonstrating a true servant leader, right? Here at Westside, that's one of the things that we believe is crucial, that is so important for us to all strive to be as followers of Christ. We want to be servant leaders because that's the way that Jesus came and demonstrated how we ought to live. And so... Um, we got a little bit of a gift, but there's one person in particular, our team talked about it, and we said, well, everybody's just been incredible this year. There's about 20 people on our student serve team, and it's so hard to pick one that stood out because they were all fantastic in so many ways. Uh, but one person that we kept coming back to uh, was this guy who just went above and beyond. Like, you look at him, and you say, hey, can you help me with this? And be like, yeah, I got it. Hey, would you mind setting up a table? It's already done. Don't worry about it. Hey, can you? Yes. Like, he was always saying yes. He was always so quick to jump in. He'd be like, I got it. I got it. I can do it. And he's talented, but it wasn't just his talent that really stood out and surprised us. It was just his heart and his work ethic. So last collective of the year, really last collective of the decade, we wanted to honor Spencer Thomas. So give it up for Spencer, everybody. Come on up here. Come on up here. And uh, Spencer... We got something. You became kind of famous even before coming up on stage. So uh, we got this uh, for you. Go ahead and hold that up for everybody to see. Go ahead. And this is just a shirt to, for us to remember who you are. And that red lanyard there signifies so much more than just, hey, he's a part of the team, but he's a servant leader. And Spencer, we're really thankful for you. The inaugural Spencer Thomas student leader award we got it we'll come up with something we'll get a trophy with your face on it that face on it it's gonna be beautiful you're gonna love it and uh hey we're gonna look at uh we're, we're way over time apologize to your parents uh when you get in the car be like listen it was it was clint's fault it was clint's fault it was 100 no it was my fault uh we just got a little bit behind schedule but i, I want us to look at the christmas story that's why we came here tonight and um, I, I don't know about you guys. I just want to know how many of you are petty like I am. When somebody comes to you and they say, hey, happy holidays, I get, I'm petty. I'm like, excuse me. I'm in the Publix. I'm at Starbucks. And they're like, hey, happy holidays. I'm like, Ahem. Merry Christmas to you too. How many of you, just round of applause. That's you too. Round of applause. You're like a Merry Christmas person. I'm not anti other holidays. But Christmas is the best holiday this time of year. It is. Like, no, not knock it. This is not a politically correct part of the message at all. But, like, Kwanzaa can't touch Christmas. Hanukkah's got nothing on Christmas. And maybe some of you would disagree with that, but maybe you'd, you'd agree. But we might agree for different reasons. Like, you might be like, I love me some peppermint and hot cocoa. And Christmas has really got the market cornered on those things. So that's why I love Christmas. I think that's a good reason. 
And you might say, well, I love presents. I'm all about presents. This is just, you get way more presents at Christmas than any other holiday this time of year. That's, that's good. But I think Christmas is so much more important and so much more powerful and meaningful of a holiday because of what it stands for, because of the meaning, because of the message behind Christmas. So we're going to look at that together. I want us to open your Bibles. Go ahead and turn to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2 with us. Yes. That's how you get excited about God's word. Luke chapter 2. We're going to read the Christmas story together. This is exactly how I grew up. Listen, as a kid, on Christmas morning, my dad would say, hey, first things first, we're going to read the Christmas story together. And I was was like, but presents! And I can see my bicycle over there. I really want, no, we're going to read the Christmas story together. And I'm so thankful that he did that. So read this with me in Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 1. This is just the story of how Jesus came to us And it's a beautiful story. If you've heard it before, uh, that's fantastic. But maybe you've never heard this before. It says, In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went out to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem because he was of the house and lineage of David to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. Now in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. But the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was an angel with a multitude of heavenly Hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those whom, with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go together to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told to them concerning the child. And all who heard it, wondered at what the shepherds had told him. This is just such an incredibly beautiful story, and I don't want you to miss it. I think as a lot of times Christians, we miss it. We're like, yeah, I've heard it. I've been to the, the, this kind of thing before. I've, I know what to expect. Uh, I know the Christmas story. Um, but I want you guys to notice this is what makes Christianity different. This is what makes Christmas so different from every other religion, from every other holiday, from every other celebration that people might be gathering in their homes for around this time of year. It all started with a movement. Everything started with a movement. In fact, I don't even like to call Christianity a religion because they're like, that sounds like Buddhism or Hinduism or Islam. It's not like those things. It's not a religion. It's not just a place or a gathering. It's a movement, and it started with a movement. This is what's so beautiful. Don't miss this. At the very beginning, when Christianity was in its infancy, literally, Jesus moved. 
He moved his residence from heaven to earth. He was up there comfortable and in his nobility and his glory in heaven. And he decided, this is what it says in Philippians 2. It says, Jesus, even though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. He didn't sweat it. He said, yeah, I know I'm God. I'm all powerful. I'm super strong. I can, I can snap my fingers and an army will appear or a meal will appear. But he's, he didn't sweat it. He emptied himself, taking on the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And he didn't come and say, well, if I'm going to come to earth, if I'm going to go down there in that, that smelly, messed up place with, with sinners, with people who break God's laws, then I'm going to go, you better put me up in the Hilton. He said, no, I don't have any standards. You just, you just find a place. And he was born in the most humble of ways, in the most humble of places. That's the God that we worship. That's what's different from every other. And I'm not here to knock other, Christ, uh, other religions. I'm not saying, hey, you know, well, they're, I'm just, I'm saying this is what's different about Christianity. And I don't want you to, to mistake this for just another gathering or another party or another reason to buy each other presents. What this whole thing began as was a rescue mission. And this was the beginning of a successful rescue mission. God left where he was at and he came to us because, uh, and, and, and th that's what it says in verse 11. Verse 11 says, unto you this day, doesn't I love this. Sometimes people will tell me, well, Jesus came to live on the earth so that we knew how to live a good life. He came to show us how to live a good life. That's why he came. No, no, no. The angel doesn't say, unto you this day, a good role model is born. Am I right? The angel doesn't say unto you this day, a really good teacher with some very tweetable sayings is born. He says unto you this day, a savior, a rescuer is born. And from the very beginning, it was a rescue mission. You might say, well, why do we even need a rescuer? Because all the way back at the beginning of time with humanity, we sinned, man sinned, and we broke God's laws. And from the very beginning, we've been trying to make things right on our own. God's people were trying to, to rescue themselves. And God kind of watched that happen for a couple of thousand years. And, he, and, and they tried their best. They tried to be good enough to get into heaven. And God finally said, you're not able to do it. And God left his home in heaven to come and rescue us and to be a way for us to have salvation. The Bible says that we're separated from God because of our sin, but he rescued us. He died on the cross and made a way for us. He took the punishment that we deserved. And I think a lot of times we, we were like, yeah, but he was, he was a good teacher. No, very from the very beginning, it is clear God was here for a reason. He wasn't just here out of convenience, not just because he felt like it. I might pop into earth for 30, 33 years, see what it's like. No, he was there for a purpose, and he redeemed his people, and he has got an opportunity for you to know him and to have a relationship with him. Yeah, you're, you're my baby Jesus? Yes, but he, he grew up, and then he, did, he sacrificed himself for the sins of the world so that you could have a relationship with him and go to heaven one day. Jesus left the comfort and nobility of heaven to come and make a way. This is going to be short. We're, we're pretty much done. You're like, that's the, that's the sermon part? Yeah. Here's why. Because this is really not like a, a self-help kind of lesson. This is not like a how to be a better Christian kind of sermon, not how to have a better life, how to, how to sin less, how to stop doing bad things kind of sermon. We need those from time to time. But tonight is really a celebration. Tonight is truly a celebration. That's why we can laugh and we can wrap each other up with present, you know, with paper. We can, we can, you know, play with cookies because we have hope. 
We can, we can celebrate, we can sing the songs that we were just singing, and we can sing that in a, in a hopeful tone because our God isn't just like the other gods who left the people to their own. Our God isn't that kind of God. Our God is one who is a way maker. Our God is a rescuer. And our God didn't leave us on our own. On top of that, our God is a promise keeper. Could somebody please say amen? Could somebody please give God praise because he didn't leave us on our own? We're about to be done for the night, but here's my heart. We, we, we get to celebrate. We get to have a lighthearted kind of night because there's good news. And I don't want you to come in here and enjoy the cookies but miss Jesus. And I don't want you to get to wrap people up but miss eternal life. So if you have never had a relationship with Jesus, if you've never put your hope in Christ, if you didn't understand the magnitude of what he did, that rescue mission coming to, to restore his people to him, I want you to do this before you leave. Just tap the person next to you on the shoulder and say, hey, I think I need what he's talking about. You can do it right now. You can do it in five minutes. You can do it on the way out the door. But let your team leader, let the person who invited you tonight, let somebody know, hey, I think I need a relationship with God. I think I need that rescuing that he was talking about. One of our team leaders would love to talk with you about how you can make that happen tonight.